0: Welcome to the Parkway Life Church Podcast. Thank you for taking time to let God's Word impact you. Always encouraged to know God is touching lives through this ministry. Please visit parkwaylife.com to let us know. You can also hit the giving tab to sow into the ministry that you are experiencing. Now, prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. Um, I have the pleasure this morning of getting to give you a good report, one of my favorite scriptures. Philippians 4 and 8 talks about whatever is true, whatever is honest, whatever is pure, whatever is right, whatever is lovely, and whatever is of good report, dwell on those things. And I always think about that scripture every time I get the honor to present this report for you. And so for those who don't know, um, I'm the leader of the vision team. The vision team, the, the goal is to make sure that Parkway is good stewards of the money that you donate to the church for us to give to others and for that you donate to the church to take care of the church and to take care of others outside the church. And, and so we work um, together with pastor to, to share his vision on where that money goes, and then to report back to you on a quarterly basis, what we're doing with that money and show you the partners. And we, we made a decision a few years ago that we wanted to be very specific and and pick just a few good partners that we could work with so that you could feel a connection to them and you could see changes in their life and and that's what i'm going to kind of present to you this morning and so the the first thing we want to talk about in our report this morning is grace and truth and so grace and truth is money that you donate to the church to help the church to take care of facilities and things like that. And in 2020, um, at the end of 2019, for 2020, the church had pledged um, right at $73,000 for grace and truth. A good number. That's an amazing number that we pledged in, but that's not even the exciting part. a good percent to collect on that when people pledge to a church, a good percent to collect is 90%. So maybe just under $70,000. Go ahead. with And you can see that we collected 76,000. You guys gave more than you pledged to give. It's amazing. So what's really neat is what we do with that money. And so um, it... It's to fix this building up, to take care of this building, to take care of properties, to build and expand. And so you can see here what we've spent um, the money on in 2020. And so a big chunk of that, which was used almost immediately after it came in, was the new parking lot. Um, How many of you enjoyed having a place to park instead of having to park on the street and in the grass? And, And so that was that's you. You funded that through your generous donations to this church. And then we also put some money in the kids' ministry. We fixed up some extra things there. You know, we had rebuilt that whole wing over there. We, we fixed up, put some extra money um, in the kids this year. We also put in some new landscaping. You may have noticed that. We want it to be pretty and inviting when people drive up. Um, and, and then we also, you know, we had a problem. Even though we added more parking, people still love this place. People are still showing up. So we had to add even more parking. So we did a parking lot expansion, which is exciting that we need that. And it's even, it's amazing that you gave us the money to do that. All right. And so then the second part of our um, vision team is our at the table. And this is this is the one that kind of means the most to me because I, I started out in Um, helping in one of these uh, organizations that we're going to talk about but this is really neat and this is where pastor is going to focus a lot of his message today because it's it's great that we collect money to do stuff for us but more important is what we're doing for others and and so um, our at the table we we kind of try to divide that up three ways um, and we'll, we'll get to that, but last year you guys pledged for us to give away, to give to other people, to give not for ourselves, but to other people, you pledged 50000 last year, which is amazing, but watch this next slide. We collected 79000 There's There's people that don't even attend this church in person, that have never been to this church in person and they love the vision that we have for helping others and they're excited about that and they give we we've had um, one person give over twenty thousand dollars that doesn't even come here um, watches us on uh, facebook live and donates into this church because of the vision that we have for helping others and that's the goal that we have when we set this up we want it to be where you can see what we're doing and you want to be a part of it and you want to help so how do we spend that money we split it out three ways we split it um, internationally to missionaries, and we don't just give to missions. We have missionaries that we partner with. We know their names, they know our names. Pastor's gonna show you some really cool videos in his, uh, in his message this morning. And then we give nationally, um, and last year we gave to Vibrant, um, helped start a church there. We did some real exciting stuff this year. And then we give locally, and that's, that's where I was involved before I got involved in Vision Team. And so let's talk a little bit about our international, what we do internationally. So we split it up. Um, we, again, we try to be really focused, and we try to create connections and long-term relationships and something you can relate with. And so we split it up with four different people. And so first on that list is the Millers. How many of you remember the Millers coming and talking to us? And, and wonderful, amazing family that's given up everything to go to Lithuania and uh, be missionaries and this year last uh, this year we gave them enough to get their own church home um, they had been renting a building forever and we've given into them so much that they were able to get their own home church this year they're not renting a building anymore isn't that amazing and pastor's got a video for you of that later today and then next on the list is the uh is carol wyatt um, carol's associated with this church she's an amazing talented opera singer um, and through that gift, she's able to go to Israel and minister there. You cannot just be a missionary to Israel. They don't allow it. You can't get in. There's no way to get in. But she's got a gift. She goes over there, and she does performances to benefit uh, Holocaust survivors and their families. And through that, she's actually able to ministry and, and spread the uh, gospel of Christianity. It's amazing, amazing work that she's doing. And we give in to that. And, um, and Pastor's going to tell you a special little story about that, too. I'm not going to steal his thunder on that one. And then next is uh, Ima's home. This is really neat. This is an orphanage in the Philippines. It was started by um, Pastor's Home Church, the, the church that, that he got started in. And Ima's home, you know, they, they've been there in the Philippines, they've been hit by hurricanes this year too. If you go to their Facebook page, you can see all the damage that happened. Um, but we give in to them regularly. We bless them regularly. They're one of our big partners and pastor's got a really sweet video from them. He's gonna show you. And then finally are the Bryans. Everybody know the Bryans or Victor? Uh, well, I'm sure Abby's next door. I don't know if Victor's in here today, uh, but really sweet couple in our church. And this is their parents, their missionaries in Haiti. And last year we gave them enough money to build a church and they built a church. This year we're giving them enough money to build a school. Guess what they're calling the school? Parkway Life School. How about that? How about that? And then the second piece that we have is our national. And uh, like I said, last year we gave big to Vibrant. We blessed them. That church is doing amazing. There were five other churches that started when they did, and four of them um, had just had to cancel and close um, because they, the the COVID and the pandemic just wiped them out. Vibrant, they're. Um, they're leasing the space next door to them to double the size of their building this year. God has blessed them, and we've been a huge part of that. Um, we've been a huge part of that. It's really exciting. Well, this year um, we gave to uh, to mainly two people through our national Living Way, Louisiana. Anybody know who that is? That's that's Pastor's brother, and that's his church. And there, you know, we've all seen the um, the devastation that Living Way had from the hurricane we were able to give it to them. Um, we gave them enough to get chairs for their uh, gym um, so that they could have services in their gym. Anybody remember when we had chairs in our gym? We would have been so grateful if somebody had given us chairs for our gym. We know what they need because we've been there. And and God is now allowing us to bless somebody else who's there. And then the other was Infinite uh, Church in Ohio. And Pastor's going to talk about this one. He preached a message on this a while back. And they they. Ste- stepped out, took a leap of faith and uh, and put a crazy claim out there. Uh, and pastor's like, this inspired me. I want to be a part of it. And I'm not going to steal his thunder on that one either. I'm going to let him finish up the story on that one because it's a really cool story. And then finally, we give locally. So international, national, local. And local, um, there's several things that we've supported for a long time now. Um, the food bank locally um, and uh hangar locally and so the hangar um, that's kind of where where um, where I started um, if we go to the next slide Yeah, the hangar and so this is a vision of Twyla is Twyla in here this morning hey Twyla this is Twyla's vision um, and she approached me about it years ago and I was on board like that it's really neat we help kids get clothes for going back to school lots of kids don't have clothes when school starts they, you know, maybe have one pair of jeans or shoes with holes in them. I mean, kids literally have requests for underwear and socks on when we we talk to them about getting them clothes for school. Um, And it's an amazing ministry that she started. We're literally Clothing the naked, as the Bible says. Literally doing God's work um, straight out of the scripture. It's amazing, amazing. We have volunteers go with them. We get a budget for each kid. A volunteer goes with them and helps them budget the money. What do you need? Well, here's how much it'll cost. And we teach them uh, finances as we go with them. And we try to speak life into them and get choked up because it's, it's an amazing ministry that we do. And I'm glad to be a part of it. Um, we, Parkway, is one of the biggest donors to that ministry as well, and I, th- I think it's so special that um, we're far and away the biggest donor to that. It's based out of this church, but other churches pitch in, businesses pitch in. It's it's a really neat vision that Twyla had. And then uh, second on that list is uh, Caring Hearts Food Bank. We've, we used to have a food bank here. The flood took ours away, and so what did we do? We partnered with a local food bank, and um, we've been giving in to them um, and giving them money, and uh, last week we were able to take them a big check. Pastor's going to talk about that. We were able to give them money um, to bless them and help them help people through this season. And then uh, the other one that we have, uh, next slide, is Boys and Girls Haven. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Boys and Girls Haven is a local charity for kids that just come from the you know something bad has happened in their life, and they're they're kind of lost in the system and. Boys and Girls Haven brings these kids in, gives them a place, um, gives them stability, and helps them out. And these kids come from really rough backgrounds and don't have much. And this year Parkway is hosting a Christmas party for these kids. And we're gonna give all of them presents and we're gonna have a big party for them. It's, it's an amazing, amazing ministry that we do as part of our local charity. And then, uh, next slide, and then other. We always budget a little bit of money. Um, in that local budget because we know something's going to come up and this year what came up was a pandemic and we know that um, that that pandemic has has affected healthcare workers it's affected waitresses and waiters and it's affected salon owners things like that and so we wanted to reach out and some of those some of those industries that have been the hardest hit we wanted to help we gave and so we're able to give um, a large sum of cash to Um, some individuals to help them through this time. One was a waitress um, who's pregnant and single and needed help and we were able to give cash to her. Another is a, a, a lady who works at a salon and of course times have been tough for that industry and she needed help, we were able to give it to her. Another is a healthcare worker who fell and injured herself and has run out of sick time benefits but we were able to give her money to help her continue on until she can get back to work and that's what that's for as the other is to that we know those needs are going to rise and we keep it there and so then just to wrap up here before i pass it off uh, to a pastor uh, next slide please um, so for 2021 we've uh reallocated the budget a little bit And you can see we've gone a little bigger on national, and there's a special reason for that. Um, A a new vision that Pastor has that I got really excited about when he shared with me. Um, And he's going to talk to you about that. And then on the final slide here, you'll see how we break that out a little bit. And so... Uh, on the final slide we've we've got something called life house that pastor's going to talk to you about today and it's really cool It's it's uh, it, to me. It's kind of a little bit like freedom But on a national scale and it's pretty neat and he's going to talk to you about that today And then you can see all of our wonderful partners that we've loved um, and worked with year after year after year They're still in there and you're going to see them on the reports in q1 and q2 and three and four of next year and you're going to and i'm going to come and talk to you about them again next year because these are people we want to have long-term relationships with we want to bless and we want to help we thank you for your donations um, and at this time i'm going to turn it over to pastor
1: wasn't that awesome this is a different day if you're new at parkway um, this, this whole day is different. We think it's one of the most exciting days of the year to see all the cool things that God's using Parkway to do and the process of continuing to see that take place. And I, I just I really it just excites me. And I think we ought to give it up for Dr. Peter Cass today. I think you did a wonderful job and honor him for that. So again, we welcome all of our guests today. Thank you are here, for being here. You're on on a cool day. We are uh, talking a little bit about money, and I know that makes people nervous in some churches. In this church, we look at it as not something to get nervous about, but an opportunity to uh, see some great things. And so it's really cool, and I'm um, excited about talking about I'm in week four of a series called... Chain reaction, chain reaction, and uh, I hope it's been a blessing to you. It's it's been a blessing to me personally to study and be involved in this. And so today is week four, and so what I'm going to do is I'm going to I'm going to start preaching and all this all the way through this message, tie in a bunch of great, cool videos of what Parkway's done, a lot of what Dr. Cass just mentioned, uh, videos from those, and so uh, excited about speaking today. So today, I'm on the, the chain reaction. We're going to talk about four elements that happens, four parts of the chain reaction, and this is the, what we're going to talk about today. The first is work. God gives you the strength to go out and work. He gives you the ability to go out and work. I don't know if you've ever thought about that, but it's God giving strength to go, do, be, work. He's not into lazy. He's into giving you strength and taking off and doing the work that he has given you the strength to do. And so uh, that's that first part. And when you work, there is a chain reaction called you receive. You receive. How many like that receiving part, huh? And uh, you're like, yeah, I just wish I could receive some more. You know, but but you, re, you receive, and you, you, you receive what God uh, gave you the strength to work for. And then the, the next thing is when you receive, then you prioritize what you receive. And we're going to talk to you a little bit about that today. And then God multiplies it. It's a simple chain reaction. It's basic faith stuff, but you got to catch hold of it. We want you to catch hold of it. Today I'm going to be talking about two men and the choices they made that started chain reaction. I am in a series that we're talking about Abraham, walking through the life of Abraham. And I'm going to use Abraham and one of his family members today, these two men. And these choices had dramatic impact on how Abraham's life turns out and his nephew, Lot, how they turned out. And we want to compare those today. But before I do, before I do, don't get sleepy on me. You ready? I'm going to show you a video from the Millers in Lithuania and what God used this church to do to help them. God bless you.
2: Hey, Parkway Life. Hey, guys. Hey, we just wanted to come here to you from Vilnius, Lithuania and say how much we love and appreciate you Uh, recently you guys gave from your at the table offering to help us in our purchase of our home and we are so very grateful for you guys we love you and so thankful for you Uh, in fact right now we're right in the middle of renovations and getting it ready and there's a whole lot of work to do but (laughs) thank you so much for what you guys did to help us get this to purchase it and uh, we look forward to the day we can be back in person with you i know it's been a crazy time 2020 has but hey it's going to be over soon, I believe, right. and uh, we'll get to be with you. We love you guys. Have a wonderful day.
1: Yeah. Bye. Awesome. This church has never had their own church home, and this year, they're right now remodeling that thing. They were able to buy it, and uh, I'm a, man, I'm just I'm excited about being a part of it. I really am. I don't know if you know this, but Lithuania is old world Russia. And so uh, that that's that's that whole process, you know. And so we're getting into a part of the world that that really needs the Lord, and it's a tough area to go into. But these people are doing an incredible job, and I'm happy to team up with them at Parkway Life. Abraham and Lot, his nephew, were on this journey uh, that we've been preaching about, armed with a promise of blessing, and oh how God blessed Abraham and Lot, his nephew, as they traveled on this journey into the middle of where they did not know it was going to land, they were traveling and God was blessing in a big, big way. so much that when they stepped out and, and in that call that I've been speaking of, God just began to bless them richly, to be honest with you, so much that the text is going to create some things, uh, some other chain reactions, but God just began to bless them as they they travel. Genesis chapter 13, verses 3 through 17. I'm going to read a little bit of text today, but it's very important. And he journeyed as far as Bethel. That's Abraham along with this whole crew, Lot, all of them. And he journeyed as far as Bethel. That's really cool. As far as Bethel, I'll talk about that. Verse 4, to the place where he had made an altar at Bethel. First, they went back to Bethel. I don't know if you remember in scripture, if you're a study of scripture, went back to Bethel because he built an altar there many years ago. And there Abram again called upon the name of the Lord. And Lot, who went with Abram, also had flocks and herds and tents, so that the land could not support both of them. They had grown so much in the wealth that God had blessed them with in this travel. That uh, So they had to do some things. For their possessions were so great that they could not dwell together. And there's more to that story, and I'm just cutting to the chase. Verse 8, and so Abram said to Lot, let there be no strife between you and me. Verse 9, uh, chapter, uh, verse nine and if you take the left hand, watch this, if you take the left hand, then I will go to the right. This is Abram telling Lot. Or if you take the right hand, then I will go to the left. Now, i got to tell you, Abraham's the big daddy here. He, if I can say it this way, he's the older brother in the deal. I mean, he's the, he's the one that, you know, always, he, he's the big one on the block. Lot's just kind of the, the tag along that's gotten a part of the blessing. And so Abraham, naturally, you would think, would go and take what he wanted, but he gave this option to Lot to say, I'm going to let you choose. And And what Abraham does here is pretty unheard of. I don't know how many of y'all had an older brother, but I was the older brother, and my brother, Brent Keating, if there was one last brownie, you think I was going to go, do you want it or me? I was three and a half years older, and I said, I want it. And it was a little fight, and then I got got the brownie. And my brother always says, Nathan, could you have let me win just one time, just one time? Now, I wouldn't wrestle him now. He's gotten bigger, but... uh, But, but, so it would be like that, but Abraham gave Lot the choice. By the way, I'm talking about my brother. This year we gave $11,700 in the living way. Now, this church is actually a church larger than our church, uh, but when I tell you disaster hit them so hard, I can't explain. Billy went with me. It's unbelievable. Their building, which was larger than our building right here, only things left is a foundation. That's it. Unbelievable, unbelievable, unbelievable. Uh, And so I want to show you a a video for my brother. Hey, Parkway Life. This is Pastor Brent Keating from Lake Charles.
2: And I wanted to send a huge heartfelt thank you to... All of you, you guys were absolutely over the top in how you helped us after Hurricane Laura came in and took out our worship center. You did that with unbelievable sacrificial uh, resources that you guys sowed into our lives. And not only that, you guys gave of yourselves and uh, brought teams down and helped us. And we cannot thank you guys enough for just being there for us. Thank y'all so much. Parkway, I love your guts, and I thank
1: you again for everything you've done for us. Amen. We gave him the brownie. And uh, they're doing great things, and this church is going to, they're going to be back up again. It's going to take them a couple years to completely recover, but when they do, it's going to be amazing. But I remember that in-between time where you just need some, just need some help. And, uh, and, and we were able to do that. And thank, by the way, our serve day this year went to Lake Charles. And many of you went down and participated in that. And I honor you and thank you for that. And, and uh, by the way, At the Table helped us fund that too. That was a part of the 11,700. So I'm excited about what God's doing. And so the next part of that is, and Lot lifted up his eyes and saw that the Jordan Valley, he's making this choice was well watered everywhere like the garden of the Lord. Verse 11. So Lot, I mean, he looks out there and says, that's the best part. So Lot chose for himself all of the Jordan Valley. And Abram settled in the land of Canaan, while Lot settled among the cities of the valley and moved his tent as far as Sodom. Verse 13. Now the men of Sodom were wicked, great sinners against the Lord. After Lot had separated from him, being Abram, the Lord said to Abram, lift up your eyes. Now he's talking to Abram now. Lift up your eyes and look from the place where you are, northward and southward and eastward and westward. Westward, For all the land that you see I will give to you and your offspring forever. So he let him make the choice, but then God says, bro, I'm going to bless you. I know you took the lesser, but I'm going to bless you. Verse 17, arise, walk through the length and the breadth of the land for I will give it to you. What you see here is a contrast between two different sets of priorities. So in this chain reaction, there's work, there's receive, and then there's prioritize. And we see in this chain reaction two sets of priorities, two different ways of looking at the world. And both Lot and Abraham are ambitious men. They're both good men and both made smart decisions according to a certain system of values. On their values, they both made good decisions, and neither one of them were able, neither one of them was a sinful decision or anything like that. But Abraham's choices um, had a chain reaction that led to increased prosperity and blessing and multiplication, but Lot's choices. Led to destruction. So both of them made value choices, but where were their values in the process? And by the way, I want to stop right here and show you another video. Are y'all having fun? I'm telling you, it's fun. It's fun. This story I'm about to tell you is based on values. This story here is based on making some decisions, some God decisions. My friend, a new friend of me, uh, personally, I've heard of this gentleman for years, and, uh, but his name is Pastor Mark Condon. He's actually coming to our church the last weekend of January. Phenomenal recording artist, incredible singer, uh, great man of God, started a church in, in, uh, in Ohio six years ago. They've been mobile. In other words, they set up every Sunday morning, tear down after it, set up every Sunday, never have had a church home. And this year, uh, their congregation is growing and all that good stuff. This year, he decided, uh, he felt like the Lord laid on his heart, man, it's time to buy a building, time to buy a building. But this is what the Lord spoke to him, and I told you about this. The Lord told him to, say, uh, to, to start a fundraiser, <laughs> this is crazy, a fundraiser to raise $3 million in 30 days. People. I'm like, bro, you ate too much pizza, that wasn't God. Because I've, I've had too many fundraisers and all this stuff, and... So he starts off, and I'm watching this. I don't know Mark Conan that well just by his name, but don't know him well. In fact, I'd only talked to him one time on the phone. But I'm watching on Facebook him making all of these. Y'all, this story's nuts. I'm just telling you, it's awesome. And, and, and I start seeing him making these videos, and it's going 29, 28, 27, on the countdown, and he's raising, trying to raise three million. He said, I know it's crazy. I, I know it's not smart. I know it's not wise. I'm just doing what I feel like the Lord laid on my heart to raise $3 million in 30 days. And I was like, I was going, Jesus, help him. I'm nervous for him and help him. And then he kept reporting, and this is where we're at. And y'all, I'd like to tell you it was 2.3, 2.4, no, no, 100,000, 115, 120. And I'm like, ooh, brother. And so, but I just kind of felt something in it. And you know how you ever just feel something, you just like, and I want, I wanted, I wanted in our value system, I wanted to go, I want Parkway to be tagged on that. And I just feel something, God's doing something there. And so I called, uh, I called them and I said, bro, how can I send you some money? I want to send you guys some money from Parkway. Uh, I, wanna, I, want, I want our name on this. And I don't mean in glory. I want our name on the blessing. I, do you understand what I'm saying? When God's blessing something, it's like, I want my, I want my hand, I want to be up in that deal because if God's blessing. And so, and so they're raising money. Boom, it gets, goes up. It gets to like 210, 220, 230, 240. Well, we sent a check uh, from Parkway, and, and Dr. Cass told you about that. And we sent a check, and, and, and it's really cool. And so, and so other people were doing, folks, let me tell you what he raised in 30 days, not what you expected me to tell you. He didn't raise $3 million. You're expecting me to say $4 million, right? No. He raised $630,000. Now, I'm going to just stop right there.
0: That is a
2: lot of money.
1: <laughs> okay? I'm just going to tell you, at the end of 30 days, I was thinking about him because I was pulling for him, and I was hoping for this big, massive miracle, and he got a miracle called 630000 but it wasn't the $3 million. Now, folks, I'm going to tell you. I have never seen that much money raised in 30 days for a church. I'm just telling, I wrote him, I said, bro, I know you didn't get to where you was wanting to go, but I'm just telling you, that's unbelievable. God is amazing, you know what I mean? So so I'm trying to give him props, you know, I'm trying to give him props after that 30 days, $630,000. But the building that they were trying to buy, the entire church, they just couldn't do it. So they stepped back and had to walk away from that building. And it had become their heart. They were like marching around it, Aaron. You know, with the like you with with, with Sam and, and Jack and, and they were around, walking around. They they were and it didn't happen, didn't happen. So they walked away from that building and stepped back and and a, a new doctor that started coming to their church through all of this process with him doing the online stuff said, "Hey, I want to tell you what about on." This part of town, such as I saw a building that we are to check out. He said, "Bro, that's the expensive side of town." So I don't know, just check it out. They went over there, and the building is unbelievable, like the prime property. So they had to walk away from this other one, but it's almost the same amount of money. It's two point one million, but the difference is, the difference is, it's it's worth so much more. Okay, it's worth so much more where it's at, but it's just down in cost right now because it was during this COVID thing. And so 2.1 million. So he says, well, you know what? We have 630,000. We're a young church. We're going to go after a loan. So they went after and tried their best to get the loan, work, 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 work. And finally, it is just a few days before signing of their loan to be in debt. And he wanted to be debt-free so bad, but but it, it just wasn't happening. Well, it was just about a about a month before the loan closed, um, uh, this is so cool. I got to hurry on this story because I got so much to say. But about a month before the close, this church, a local church of had uh, I don't know, they have 40, 50 people, said, um, Hey, Mark, can we meet you for lunch? And, so they, and they meet with him and said, We want our church to join your church. We want to merge with you and become one church. Our church is little, we can't offer what your bigger church can. We want to we merge with you. And he said, cool, go here 30 days, see if you still like it, and if so y'all can vote your way in and merge in with us. Well, they came in. They loved the church so much, within two weeks they were ready to vote. And, uh, and they're just about to close on their loan. And, and uh, the guy called that was heading the deal up, and he called Pastor Mark. And he said, Mark, we just made a decision and voted last week to go ahead and merge with you guys. We're all in. And Mark says, man, I'm so excited, man. We're so happy to have you guys. He said, but I hadn't told you one thing. We have a bank account that we want to turn over to you guys also. And Mark says, really? He said, yeah, it has $1.47 million in it. Y'all add that up. Are you with me? But that's still not $3 million. It's like, I don't know, two point one something like that. First of all, they told the long guy, we're very sorry, but we're paying cash for this building. They signed that bill. He'll tell you about it today. They signed the note, completely paid cash for their brand new building. I got to tell you one part of the, else the story my wife don't know. This past week... They came back with the appraisal on their new purchase building for 2.1 and it prays for $3 million. It didn't come in 30 days, but it came and they can eventually sell this building and move to a bigger place and have $3 million. Is God awesome? God is absolutely amazing. Watch this video that we were a part of, that our name is a part of it too. God bless you.
2: Hey Parkway, this is Pastor Mark from Infinite Church. And I just want to say personally, thank you for your generous giving uh, that has allowed us to have our very own building. Uh, your giving allowed us to be, after six years of uh, loading in and out, you can see this building, some of it, and, uh, and we now have our very own place. We're in it for Christmas. We've just had our second Sunday in it, and it wouldn't be possible if it wasn't for people like you that helped us make a difference. By the way, because of people like you and a bunch of others around the country, we wound up paying $2.1 million cash for this building, and we are completely debt-free. So thank you so much. I can't wait to tell you personally, but I want to at least tell you. And it's freezing out here. So uh, it's like 28 degrees, and it's November. So love you all. God bless.
1: <laughs> Isn't that awesome? This is more fun, man. This is so much fun. So Abraham Lot each had value systems. By the way, I want to tell you something here. We are not doing all of this giving out because Parkway has so much money we don't know what to do with it. That's the first thought, that we have so much money we don't know what to do with it. That's not the deal. We made a decision about three years ago. We went in the greatest debt because of Harvey that we had taken on. It jumped up on us. We had to take a million dollars debt from what we already owed in building this building. We don't have so much money we don't know what to do with it. The difference is we made a choice in our value system, that no matter what it took, we were going to make decisions in-house so that we could give outside of us. Amen? And that's the deal. That's why when we showed up and we blessed a waitress this week, it's not because we couldn't have used that on one of our situations. We made a choice in our value system the same as Abraham did, that if God's going to bless Abraham like he did, he's going to bless Parkway, and he is blessing Parkway. I'm not acting like he's not. But I just want to let you know that. So lot Lot prioritized the riches he could see. Lot looked at the things that he could see, and he prioritized based on what he could see. In other words, he did all of his prioritizing just based on what he could see. And when Lot looked out at the options, he made his choice, and based on one factor, which direction can make me wealthier? Financially, his decision was a great choice. It was a a good choice. But in the process, he shows total disregard for spiritual things. He doesn't even put God in the process. And there's no prayer or any consultation with God in his choice. It's a decision based simply on what he can see. And it, yes, it's a wise choice because it's the better choice. But it leaves Abraham in a different spot. But it's not, he wasn't worried about that. He was only worried about his personal wealth And no consultation with God in his choice. And he makes his home next to a town, a huge city called Sodom. Which was notorious for its wickedness and they both knew that. He put his family, listen to this, in spiritual danger because Sodom was where the money was at. And you see these choices play out tragically in his family. In chapter 13 he moves next to Sodom. By chapter 14, he is no longer next to Sodom. By now, he's actually in Sodom. And, verse, and chapter 19, not only is Lot in Sodom, he is one of the most respected men in Sodom. And eventually, when God calls him to get out of Sodom, because God's going to destroy it because of his wickedness, his wife is so in love with the material prosperity in the life of, in Sodom that she can't leave it and God turns her into a pillar of salt. It's a crazy story. God sometimes causes people to live in Sodom. I'm not telling you you can run from, from all the sin in this world. You and, I, uh, you and I live in a place that's sin, and there's parts of the country that probably are known for even being greater in sin. The deal is it's not that we're not going to live in a place that has Sodom around us. The fact is, is Lot prioritize material things above God. That's the issue. You can't separate yourself from having any sin around you. That, that's not. Where are your priorities in the chain reaction to make sure that material things are not above God? What good is it if you and your children become leading men and women in Sodom but lose your own souls? That is powerful right there. What good is it if your kids play the highest level of sports or academics and lose their soul? Or you get the greatest joy, and it destroys your family. I hear quite often people say, Pastor, the only thing that's keeping us in this area is the church. And I said, okay, cool. Where are you moving to? I don't know. We don't even have a church there. And I'm going, do, 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 Wait a minute. Wait a minute. We don't even know what's down there. We don't even know And I'm not beating people up. I'm just saying that God, make God the top choice in your priority. It's not we're here for only for the church. The church is the thing that's going to last throughout the generations. It's a big decision. And sometimes we make choices based on finances. We make choices based on other things. And we leave God out of the picture. It's not that any of these things are wrong. It's not wrong for us to move there. It's just that God should be the priority in all your decisions. Nothing wrong with ever making moves that better yourself. That's not the deal. But make sure God stays as the central part of all of your decisions. Lot's primary concern in where he pursued his career was where he can make the most money. It did not turn out well. Can I just stop and say this? I know it's not popular in 2020, but why not let the kingdom of God be the largest factor in every decision you make? Is that all right? Lot prioritized the next thing. He prioritized self-interest over generosity. Lot chose what was best for him. Even though in this case he actually had to wrong his uncle Abraham, Lot thinks about his self-interest only, so much to the point that he cannot be generous. Abraham, by contrast, look at this, prioritized with the kingdom of God in mind. He took the kingdom of God Put it paramount in his life, and his question was not, where is the best land, but God, where do you want me to go? What do you want me to do? Did you notice in verse 3 and 4, and I amplified it when I was reading it, that his first act upon becoming uh, into this new land was to build an altar. The first thing Abraham did was build an altar and ask God what he wanted. In fact, when he got there, he went back to Bethel, a place that he heard from God before. He went back there again to hear from God again. There's a lot we could preach there, but I don't have time. But but in the next chapter, Lot is going to get captured. He's going to get captured based on his decisions. He's captured by some of the kings of Sodom. They take him in, and Abraham is going to mount a rescue operation. They're going to fly in with their jets. Okay, not there, but They're going to come in and rescue Lot, and they do. And when they make this great rescue of Lot away from the kings of Sodom, they pick up tons of loot from the kings of Sodom. And again, Abraham is blessed in the process. Unbelievable blessings, unbelievable wealth from the spoils. The first thing that Abram did, listen closely, when he received all of these spoils, from this, this rescue, the first thing he did is tithe. He gave 10% to a mysterious man in the Bible with a really funny name called Melchizedek. I told you, you're not going to name your next child that, I'm sure. Who is presented as a priest of God. He makes a choice. I just received all this, and I'm going to give it, this 10%, to Melchizedek, who is the, this priest figure. Now, if you look, uh, so, so when we look at this, you may ask, why is he given to this Melchizedek, considered, uh, why is that considered given to God, to give to Melchizedek? Why is that tithe, why is, it, why is it, what's the deal there? What's going on there? Because Melchizedek was God's appointed instrument at that time. Well, so in the New Testament, God's appointed instrument is the church. So in that day and time, there's a lot we could say about Melchizedek, but he was that priest of God that in the New Testament becomes the church of the living God. And if you look through the book of Acts, God does his work on the earth through one primary institution, and that's called the church. It is the most powerful force in all of the world, the church of the living God. The church was the means through which he preached the gospel, discipled people, met the needs of the poor. It blesses. So that's why what we're equally trying to do is step in and be what the church should be. So I like to say this you don't give to the church, but through the church. Somebody, I don't really want to get, no, this is an opportunity for you to bless. By the way, we're not here today to try, by the way, we're not going to take a big offering up at the end, just make a real big sigh, just, whew, man, they're not going to hit us up, we're not going to take 15 offerings at the end of this, <laughs> we're not, no more, you already, well, you already gave them the tithe and offer, so, so just, just, it's okay. But in this process, God's process in giving of the tithe, the first, the 10%, is it just works. I always say this, you either get it or you don't, but I can tell the ones who get it. I don't mean like in a judgmental way, but I can just tell God's hand and what he does in the lives of people that just get it. And if you don't get it, I can't preach it enough. That's why I usually preach this one time a year because I can't preach it enough that you will ever get it. It's a faith thing that if your faith doesn't grab hold of it, which is one of the basic elements of faith, that's why God talked about m- more about money than he did heaven or hell. Because if you can get this basic element here, there is so many blessings. And I don't mean a get-rich-quick scheme, but, uh, but the process of it, it just works. And when everyone does their part, the kingdom can continue to move forward at breakneck speed. And this, this is a faith thing. So I know if you were not raised giving, if you were not raised giving, and, and I was. I, I was raised giving. My parents put giving into me. And maybe that, that was not you. And I, I, I don't, I'm not discounting a parent for that nor discounting you for that. But I was raised when I got my first little paper route with papers in Houston, Texas on my head, walking around delivering pay, papers with my dog, Brutus, My parents taught me at 13 years old to pay my tithes off of my money, and so it was something put into me, so I didn't have to, I had to develop my faith at 13, because that little bitty paycheck, little bitty paycheck that I was working hard for, it was tough to give that, but my faith was growing into it, but some of you are now at a different level of your income, and so you're at maybe at 30,000, 40,000, 60, 100, 200,000. And so you've never even heard about tithing and the step that you have to make there is a stretch of your faith. I get it. It's a stretch of your faith. But I want to tell you, I promise you it just works. If you get the concept of giving of the tithe, the rewards will be that you will thank me for teaching you this principle. I'm just telling you, you will thank me for teaching this principle. We're not going to knock on your door and say you can't be a member if you don't give. That We're not going to do goofy stuff. We're not going to beg for money all the time. We don't do that. We don't even take an offering up on Wednesday night. We don't. Our, our Sunday, we take offering up one time a week, and then we encourage you to give online. We just don't drive people crazy about money. Are you glad about that? But I got to tell you, it's huge in your personal life. Because it's a part and a step of your faith. It's stepping out on God. And I know if you haven't ever made that step, it's a tough step. And I get that. I understand where that must be a difficult step. So we believe in this principle that if you do not trust the church, if you're going, hey, I don't know. I don't know if I can try. I don't see everyone. If you don't trust the church, this is how much I believe in this principle. You need to give somewhere. Outside of yourself. I think you are to give into the kingdom of God because I think it's the best place to put the the gifts that God gives us. But I'm just telling you, if you have to stretch your faith and it's not there yet, and you don't trust a church because something bad happened somewhere, give somewhere else. Do what you got to do for a season until your faith grows. I don't whatever you have to do, I know that sounds crazy, but give. and let God show you the process and teach you the process. I hope that starts here, but I'm so opening that up because I want you to get this principle. We so believe in this principle. If this is your first time to give, I'm going to make a challenge to you that you've never heard a preacher say probably, and that is this. If this is your first time and you've never stepped out and given tithe, the 10% of what God, you work, you receive, you prioritize. And if you've never prioritized God at the top, I'm going to make a deal with you. I'm going to make a deal with you. You pay your tithe to the kingdom of God for the next three months. And if God doesn't come through and show himself to you in this process, you come and talk to me personally. I'll give you all three months of your money back to you. Is that cool? Now, some of you are going. Oh, he's trying to get us here? Yeah, I am. I'm trying to teach you a principle. I'll, it's it, it's it's a it's a win win deal for you. If it doesn't, if God doesn't do his side of the deal, I'll kick in and do it for God. That's a good deal, people. So if you're ever going to start, this is a good moment for you to start and to step out on God. And you say, well, that doesn't sound like true faith. I'm just telling you, I'm, only, I, it's, I'm just trying to teach a principle here. So if you can get this step, and if we've got to do what we've got to do as a church to help your faith, we're, we're about faith healing. And we want to heal your faith in this particular area. And so that's a, that's a deal that I'm making just with you. Y'all receive it? Amen. 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 That's pretty, pretty good pretty good deal right there. So. And I'm serious about that. You know why? Because I absolutely know and believe I've been in this thing just about doing tithes since I was about 13. God is going to come through. The the only place where we see an open window in heaven is talking about finances. That when we give to God, he literally opens the window of heaven and gives back to his people. And he says, press down, shaken together, and running over. Again, I'm not talking about a get-rich-quick scheme. It may not be in financial gifts that are back to you, but I want to tell you, you will recognize the blessings of God somewhere in your world. I'm just telling you. And if God has ever showed himself out in your life would you give the lord not a little shout of praise a big shout of praise can you do that awesome I love that love that <laughs> love that love that love that I see a, the first one on his feet was David come here David Come here, David. David stepped in this church a number of years ago, started giving tithe. It was a big stretch of his faith. I mean, his wife will tell you. It was a stretch of this engineer's faith. It was a big stretch. But ask him now. Just come by Mr. Green Shirt today and said, you're wearing a green shirt because God's blessed you so much. I want to know what happened. And he's going to start telling you story after story of the goodness and the blessings of God on his. I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you it works. I'm just telling you. Thank you. Abraham, Abraham, what did he prioritize? Abraham prioritized generosity over self-interest. Generosity over self-interest. Two men, two value systems, how do they respond in the chain reaction? Generosity over self-interest. That's why we made a decision, not because we have so much money, not because we we don't have any debt ourselves. No, we have that. But we made a decision. We're going to give. We're going to structure ourselves to be able to give outside, and that's why we were able to walk into Caring Hearts this week. And I hope you can understand this video with the sound. But what happened at Caring Hearts this week? God bless you. I wanted to give y'all this from our table offering,
0: and it is a check for three thousand dollars. Oh my gosh! Yeah, small something to help y'all. Oh my gosh!
1: This lady over here, over here, amplified the story and that 106 kids were not going to have Christmas. And because of the money we just gave them, she said, Now 106 kids are going to have Christmas. I'm just telling you, it's all the visitors, all the video. This is from a gentleman in our church named Brad Pennison. Where you at? Brad's back there. Brad is, uh, is a part of the Boys Haven uh, board. I don't know exactly all the terminology. He made a videos to tell about what we're doing. Hello, Parkway Life. This is Brad Pennison. I'm on the board here at Boys Haven. Boys Haven exists to provide a safe, structured, family-style environment for boys who have been taken from troubled homes. Parkway Life has provided a Christmas party last year and again this year for the residents of Girls Haven and Boys Haven, And this allowed one of our residents to spend quality time with his sisters who are residents of Girls Haven. This is just one small example of what your church has done to provide for the youth in our community. And we want to continue to thank you for your contributions. Again, thank you Parkway Life Church from Boys Haven. Isn't that awesome? Awesome. Brad, you're movie star handsome. You've started a career. I love it, y'all. It's awesome. It's awesome. And so because of that, guess who thought about Abraham's needs? Abraham put his needs actually third on the list. He put, he put God first. He gave in to Melchizedek. He put Lot, his, bro, his nephew, second, and he put his needs third. But, third, but God said, hey, boy, you're not going to put your needs third in my list. I'm going to take care of your needs. And so when you gave out, it put God on the line to take care of Abram's needs, and you want God on your team in that. I'm going to give you some diagnostic questions to see where you're at in this whole manner and where your values are. Number one, what is first in your decisions? What is first in your decisions? Ask yourself that and how you prioritize in the chain reaction. Number two, does God get the first and the best of all that you receive. Let me tell you a story. It's Cain and Abel were the two sons of Adam and Eve. Both made an offering to God. That's awesome. Both of them made an offering to God. But there was a difference in their offerings. Abel gave the firstborn of his flock. What that means is that before any other animals were even born, God got the first. That's unique. What if no more animals were born? That's God's problem. He trusted God with that. You want God to be on the line. So before another animal's born, he gave God the first. Cain, his brother by contrast, gave only after the whole crop came in. It's a big deal to God. Listen closely. He waited until it was all in to see if he would have enough, and then he gave, and God was pleased with Abel's Abel's offering and rejected Cain's. They're both offering, but one is the first fruits. It put God on the line. It trusts in God, which represents your approach to giving, because Every, this is so neat. I've never thought about it this way. Everybody tithes to something. You say, well, I can't pay my, you're already paying tithe. Everybody tithes to something. Everybody gives their first and their best to something. What you give your first and your best to shows what you treasure the most what you trust most, and what you worship most? Do you think of yourself as an owner or the steward of the blessings that God has given you based on your work? God bless Abraham. Listen to this closely. God bless Abraham to be a blessing. So I ask you the question to help you find in your diagnostics where you're at. Are you a channel of blessing or a reservoir? God blessed you to increase your capacity for generosity. So, this is what we've done is we sowed into Ima's home for kids. Again, because we made a decision we were going to give and be generous and make sure that was a priority in our church. And so, we gave into Ima's home. They just had a big tsunami we give to them every year, but we gave enough this year that when their leader, who this is the church that I was raised in in Houston, Texas, Life Church, they started this and their pastor started this, and uh, Jim Kilgore, and he, they've done an unbelievable job. I mean, took a piece of land, built all these buildings. We've been a part of this, but we've stepped it up in the last two years and what we're giving them. But this year, when they were hit by the tsunami, we decided to to sow and, and take care. He said it would cost about five thousand dollars to fix their tsunami damage. We gave them a five thousand dollar check. But I want you to look at some of these kids and what they what they talk to Parkway as they talk to Parkway. Thank
0: you,
2: Parkway Life Church and
0: Pastors
2: Nathan and Adina Pippen. I'm Andrea. I'm Alexander Jung. I am I am I'm James. Al- I'm Aliyah Jolie. I am Shane. so
1: thankful for helping Papa Jim in his vision for Ima's song for Children. My four sisters and I are so thankful for your support and help. Thank you for all you've done. God bless you. You receive that blessing. God bless. It. Isn't that fun, y'all? This is the. This is the. This week is a lot. Oh, it's still going. I love it. So we sow into these ministry in the, but I want to go back to Abraham. The end of this whole thing is that God multiplies in the chain reaction. Abraham behind his wildest dreams. Abraham's story illustrates when we put first things first, God multiplies second things. I want you to say this along with me here today. Would you do that? When we put first things first, I'm sorry, here we go, here we go. When we put first things first, God multiplies second things. Read the next part. When second things are first, we lose not only first things, we also lose second things. Powerful, powerful principle. Proverbs chapter 3, verses 9 through 10. Honor the Lord from your wealth and from the first of all your produce, so your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine. It's not necessarily, again, making you richer like a prosperity gospel. That is not what I'm preaching today. But he will enrich your life to make eternal significance. And I want my life and I want yours to make a difference. What you give to God in the chain reaction, God multiplies, and we see these things all over the Bible. There's this little boy gives his five loaves and his two fish, and God takes five loaves and two fish, and 5,000 are fed, and there's 12 basketfuls left over. When you give God your first, second things are blessed. Elijah and the jars of flour and oil, he asked her to feel his first. The man of God said, "Feel this one first, and the jar of flour never went empty, and the oil never ran dry when the things of God were placed first. So the first step in your faith in giving, the first step of your faith today that I'm talking about to you is giving your tithe. And if that is new to you, I, I, I want you to start right there. So you're saying, Pastor, I've never been a tither. And so I'm going to introduce some other things to you here, but I want you to start right here. This is the first fruits. So it's, it's it'd be like going to it'd be like going to Target or Walmart, whatever, getting you a big old, uh, big, get old big old gift and stealing the gift out of Walmart, stealing it, and then walking outside, and, oh, I want to give some money to the red kettle. You just stole from here. But you're giving charity over here. The first thing you've got to start with is by, by, by giving into God what He's blessed you already with, and, and then giving back to God in that. We don't want to be uh, those that, that walk still from the things of God. And so we want you to start with the tithing first. Start there. That's where you're gonna start. So if you're going, Pastor, where I start today, I've never been a giver, start and your tithing. Tithing goes into this house and it pays. Our bills, we're giving all this money out. This is to help pay in-house. Uh, we, again, we picked up about a million debt through Harvey, uh, which we already had about a million debt when it took place because we built all of this beautiful place you're sitting in today. And, and, we, and we have staff, and we have pay the light bills, which all of these things are crazy, and insurances, and all the things that were in-house that they're constantly. Your tithing goes into that. And then outside of that, we use tithing for not just Uh, these things, but we we use these to bless and give. So I want to encourage you to tell you today to start with tithing. That goes in the storehouse and blesses in the kingdom of God. So the first step of your faith is giving your tithe. If God has already built your faith there and you've proven himself and he's proven himself there that that you want to start giving more. I have found that in my life that I I I proved that that God stepped up there. So my next deal is I want to give I want to give above and beyond. And so the Bible talks about offerings. That's above tithing. And that's where this next part goes. So once you have conquered that faith step of giving your tithing, then the next step is giving into different areas uh, to, bless, to bless in the house. And so first thing I want to tell you about is grace and truth. Grace and truth is something we instituted, uh, I don't know, probably 13 years ago. It's how we... Initially, we're able to even start the building process here. We were a small church trying to build something larger. It was a big step, and so we did grace and truth. So people have been given into grace and truth way before you came here. People of God, some that many of them have passed away, sowed into this church uh, as elders, a lot of more elders at that time, sowing into this church for you to be able to sit where you sit today. And a lot of that started because they were tithers, but second of all, uh, that they gave into something called grace and truth. And so they did that. So the stats that you saw today, those things have been going on for a number of years of people sewing into. What is grace and truth? Uh, This is based off a message I preached many years called the ribbon of grace and truth. And this is used to better our facilities or buy property or whatever need arises to better our facilities right here. This is what we used last year to add two big stretches of parking lot uh, out down in parking lot one and two. So this is what we used. Uh, the big part of those funds this past year for is to build those things. That's what I'm saying. So grace and truth, when you bring it in, we look at these things, and our the board of our church looks at these things, and we try to better the church, no matter what it be. So maybe uh, at, at that particular year. So as you sow into that, we keep that in our fund, and we try to to use it for that. Uh, that that focus. The next thing that you give to is at the table. So these are places you can give above and beyond your tithe. First is grace and truth. Second is at the table. So grace and truth stays in house to help us better our facilities to stay up with the level of growth that God has given us. The second area is at the table. We've had this table up here today because every year we invite people to our table. We invite missionaries. We invite waitresses. We invite um, all different kinds of things that you saw this year, uh, the other churches, whatever. We invite them to our table to bless them. And this money goes outside of the church to move the gospel across the world. I like to say this. The gospel moves at the level of your giving. So if we get a little bit of the offering, that's, what we're going, that's, that's how it works. We're not going to fuss at you. We're not going to beg you all year long. We're just going to tell you when you give, the gospel moves at the level of your giving. I know it's getting uh, that time, and I'm almost finished, so uh, I, I'm wrapping up, but i got some cool things here yet to say. Uh, so we, we do not do a bunch of fundraisers through the year. So if you've been in a church in the past that made donuts and peanut brittle and all of those things are very godly, But at this church, we don't want to do that. We feel like when the church is doing their part, we don't have to have a 100 fundraisers. Is that all right? And plus, y'all don't have time to make donuts and and peanut brittle, and neither do I. We want the gospel to move, and we think God puts the right people in house for us to make those moves. And so we took this challenge a few years ago, and because of it, we don't do it. So if you're, when school starts, In the spring and we do at the hangar, we're not going to take another offering for hangar. At the table that we're doing this weekend and next weekend, funds at the hangar. Um, We give to Boys Haven, Girls Haven. We're not going to take up another offering to do that. This this at the table that we take up next weekend that I'm going to tell you about funds that. So all of these things, the only thing we will do sometimes is uh, sometimes for for youth camp or something, they'll put a few cakes out there and sell a few cakes. But about that, we just don't do hardly any fundraisers in the church. And and if you see that, and we also don't beg for money up here. We're just not going to do it. Like, in other words... If we don't have it, we're just not going to do it, but we're not going to beg for money. And so, our bills are paid faithfully. We're taking care of things, but it's because you give in to the church. But we're not going to do a bunch of fundraisers. Can somebody say amen about that? So I want to show you something that I'm so excited about. Peter mentioned this briefly, and I want to tell you what we're doing with this money that you gave in last year at the table. The Bryans in Haiti, we built a church called Parkway Life Church in Haiti. They're actually still building it. The walls are up. The materials on the ground. It's in a very volatile area of Haiti, and so they've had a slow time building it. But it's going to have Parkway Life Church on their their, uh, sign, and I'm excited about that. But this year, within Haiti, in a safer area, still rough. All of Haiti's rough if you've been there. But uh, in a safer area, we're building uh, what they call Parkway Life Academy. And I'm very excited about this. We will house and bless about 60 kids and give them schooling through Parkway Life Academy. Watch Brother run.
2: Greeting from uh, Cabaret, Haiti. This is Pastor Herod, the pastor of the church here, and we just want to say thank you to Pastor Keating and Parkway Life. We are standing on the property of the future home of Parkway Life Christian Academy. We also have our church here, uh, and we just want to say thank you uh, for reaching out and letting us uh, sit around your table. And we're here to um, uh, show you the property of the the school uh, that's being built uh, by Parkway, The reason schools are so important uh, in Haiti is the public school system is basically non-existent and the education is done uh, by the churches. So not only are we able to teach the kids uh, uh, an education, give them an education, but also bring them to Christ. I think that's the most important thing, uh, that everything that we do, whether it's uh, our children's home or clinic or even a school, is that we bring someone to Christ so again we want to say thank you Parkway Life thank you Pastor Keating for being a part of our ministry thank you
1: awesome isn't that awesome you happy about that 60 kids in this school that we're building is we're going to have an education we have an education otherwise that just fires me up plus they will they will they will know Jesus and I and I love that so if you have your envelope around you, right, around you, uh, please grab one of these. I want everyone to have, of every family to have one of these. So um, there is multiple ways that you can give your tithing. Before you get into this, let me explain this. There's multiple ways you can give your tithing. We have the, the easiest, simplest way for everybody is for you to give online. You can go to parkwaylife.com, parkwaylife.com. And look under our giving tab, and it shows you ways that you can give. You can set it up right there. You can give. You can give reoccurring. You can give uh, just every week. Whatever way you want to give, you can do it. We also have the ability to give uh, through texting. You can actually text a number and and uh, it, give right there from your phone, right out of your bank account. You can give that, and you can distinguish if you where you want to go: tithing at the table, groceries, whatever. So we have we're getting we're getting fancy on that stuff. Or you can come to church, and we have a giving central out across from Connection Cafe. You can go there and give online right there. We have that all set for you. Or you can go real old school and get you a tithing envelope, and and it's out there at Giving Central too. And we have a little drop that you can drop, fill it out, and drop it right there, or you can give it to the offering when they come around. So there's many ways that you can give, but those, those are the options and how you do it, okay, for your tithing and even in these other areas. So, but let me, let me explain to something uh, what we're going to do. Uh, next week, next week, uh, a lot of churches that I grew up in took offerings, spur of the moment, playing on people's emotions. We're not doing that junk. So we want you to think about it. We want you to pray about it. I don't want you to go, dear Lord, I'm gonna give a million dollars and you make ten thousand a year. I, that's not gonna work because what happens is you're not gonna give. But I think we're getting higher numbers than we're pledging because there's a lot of unity in the church, and then second of all, you're having time to pray and think about it. And so we want you to, to give, but this wants you to take this take this home with your family. Grace and truth plan is on there. Again, if you're not tithing, start there. But if you are tithing, God, stretch your faith. Then step into grace and truth. Fill this out. Bring this back next week. We're not going to stand up here and read what everybody's doing embarrass you, okay? We're going to actually take this table, set it right here in a certain part of the service next week. I, we're going to give everybody in the room an envelope, so if you didn't fill that one, we don't want you to be embarrassed, and we're going to walk by here, and we're going to lay on the table, and if yours doesn't say anything, we're going to say, glory, audio, man, that's awesome, and if it does say something, we're, gonna, we're not going to know and, and at that moment, so, so. Uh, but I want you to stand by, I want you to, I want you to walk by, we're going to place this on the table, we're going to pray that God's blessings are on the homes and the people that that do this, and so uh So you fill this out and bring this next week. Now you say, man, how do I even know? If I'm going to say, I don't know that I have anything to give. But when you start breaking it down, I want you to look at the back of this. I want you to look at the back of this, okay? So if I was to give, if I was to give, look at the bottom of that graph on the far left. If I was to give $10 a week to At the Table or At the Table and Grace and Truth, whatever it is, if I gave $10 a week, I would at the end of the year have given $520. Do you know what kind of difference that makes? It's unbelievable. I mean, you spend more than that at Starbucks or McDonald's. $10 a week. Say if you gave your tithing, plus you gave $10 to grace and truth, $10 to at the table, by the end of the year you would have given $1,040. Isn't that unbelievable? And it just, you probably probably wouldn't even notice based it on like that. But if you go on up, if you go on up, look at this, look at this. $80, Eighty dollars, and you can follow that across. Whatever last year, I want to tell you a miracle from God. Last year, I was reading this, just like this moment, and I said, "If you want to, you can give thousand dollars a week, and it turns out to fifty-two thousand dollars annually." And people started laughing in the room, and I said, "Because be, that that would be what you want to start with, right there. We have never in our life had that kind of stuff come in, but right there, I said when I did that, I said." I believe this year is going to be our first time to do that. <laughs> Listen, what God did. I've also have been told that if you give into Israel, God blesses your giving into Israel. So, this past year is our first time to give into Israel. And our first time we did, we gave $2,500 to start it off there, to give into Israel through the Carol White Ministries. And my friends told me, they said, I don't know it, I don't, can't explain it, but when you give into Israel, God just blesses back. And so we gave into Israel last year and we gave $2,500. Y'all not ready? You see this little deal here? The gift that we received this past year from one donor into this church. Whew. We gave $2,500 to Israel. God blessed this church this year with one check. For 250,000 dollars. Really? That's all y'all got. This is the kingdom of God. This is the kingdom of God, church. This is your church. This is your church. 250. And it, Well, I'm telling you that's not a golf clap right there. I mean, that's like, oh my God, that is unbelievable. Nobody's getting rich because of this. Nobody's buying Rolls Royces. Nobody's saying put your hand on the screen and God's going to send you a Jaguar. But we're saying this. God's blessings have been upon the kingdom of God. And I'm just going to tell you, I believe personally there's going to be a day our debt, our debt's going to be wiped off. God's going to take all the, I'm just going to speak it in motion. We're blessing others. God's going to bless this house. Would you stand with me today? Would you stand with me today? I went over my time, but I had so much to say. If you're a guest here today, I don't always go this long, but just I hope you're as excited as we are. So take this, we're going to pray over it. We're, I want you to go home. Next week, we're going to take, uh, we're gonna take an o- this offering, and we're going to lay it out down right here, and then we'll, we'll come back in that next quarter and tell you what was pledged, what's come in of that quarter, and we're going to be excited about it together. and we're going to change the world one dollar at a time. And we always say at this church, not equal giving but equal sacrifice. You're not going to be able to maybe write a $250,000 check, but if you gave your part, if you, it was only the widow's might, if it was only the widow's might, if it was only 50 cents that you could give, but it was a sacrificial giving, God looks at your giving there as much as the 250000 That's cool, man. And we, 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 don't, we don't amplify and act like this one's better because they, no, if you're doing your part, God's all up into that, and we honor you for that. And most of all, God honors you for that. And so uh, that's why God amplified the story of the widow's mite. So, uh, so take this. Let's pray about it this week. Bring these back, to the, and I can't wait to what we do next year. So uh, give into the hanger, Give into all these areas, but do it through these means. Let's pray over this. Would you grab hold of your envelope here today? Would you do that? Let's pray. I want to pray over a blessing over every house. Heavenly Father, we come to you today in the name of Jesus. This is that one time of the year where we kind of find out where our faith is, how to, God wants to stretch our faith. And God, we're, we're being stretched. All of us are stretched. No matter where we're at and our level of giving, God, we're all being stretched. Our church is being stretched. And God, I, I thank you for using this body of people, this body of believers. God, you're using us. Let this year... Be the greatest year that we are ever blessed so that we can bless others. That we not become a reservoir, but we become a place that we give from to bless everyone. God, we thank you for it. Let the gospel move quicker because you're people. And God, lay a blessing over every home. We're trying to do this the biblical way, the godly way. We're not beating people up. We're not trying to play on emotions. God, we're just telling people the biblical principles of God. And, God, I'm asking you to open the windows of heaven, lead, guide people this way, in Jesus' name. And the church said, in Jesus' name. Jesus. Amen. Is that an exciting day or what? Is that, God bless you so much. Why don't we give the Lord a big old hand clap of praise? Can we do it? God bless you today. Be back next week. Bring this. Let's have a blast. Next week's celebration, man. It's celebration. God bless you. Have a great week.